Good afternoon, everybody. This is Corey Hepler for the Crazy Monkey Inc. podcast. I am here again with Jared Gifford, and we are going to be talking about some outstanding news. Oh, yes, for sure. Now, first bit of news that I just barely got fresh off the press. This is like cinder hot. This is like hot potato hot. That this is like I just wrote it hot? Pretty damn much. <laughs> Monsters on the Run, issue number two, Kickstarter. Fully funded as of today. Nice! See, now this actually is what makes me happy because it's going to show that now people are starting to recognize what a good comic book this is. Because one of the things that, I mean, and just before we even got this news... I was fully prepared to go and tell people that they could actually go and get number one as a free download. Exactly. Um, and obviously, they've, they've already got the word out. People are already seeing how good this is. And once again, I can't stress enough that you know Mark Swan. He's been a veteran in the animation industry. He's worked with uh, Don Blue Studios, Disney, Warner Brothers. I mean, the guy worked on Thunder the Barbarian. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, this is a guy who's been a big part of all of our childhoods, in one way or another. And so I'm glad that he's getting that recognition, too. And, and that's what I'm saying. And, and, and once again, two for two this month. And, and in fact, if you want to count up all the Kickstarters we've had successful already, five. This will be our fifth successful Kickstarter. Exactly. Five successful Kickstarters under the belt of Crazy Monkey Inc. That is insanely awesome. I know I'm proud. I'm happy to say that because that shows that we've got a good track record. Well, exactly. And and what's cool is, what we, and we always tell people this with every Kickstarter campaign, is these are not to fund the books. Because, uh, you know, I just want, we just want to make it clear. We've got the money to fund the books and release them ourselves. Yeah, that's taken the, care of. Yeah. This is for distribution. This is so we can get the comic books in different comic book stores and in different places so that more people can see them, more people can buy them. And so we don't have to sit there and rely on um, a distribution company that you know has like a monopoly on all distribution of comics. Yeah, which I guess in a way it's good and bad because you look at the... You look at the the pros and the cons to it. The pros is, okay, your comic book gets out there to the vast majority of comic book stores, other places that carry comics. However, the the subsequent fee you have to pay for them to distribute your comic book versus you doing it yourself is way more of an astronomical hole... Yeah. That you put yourself in, as were you to do a pre-order mm-hmm. and get the money to do it yourself, that saves you a ton of financial burden. Well, exactly that. But then also, I would like to point out that uh, what it also is good for is the fact that you can you can be the one to dictate where your books go and 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 who you're distributing them to and who the audience is. You don't have to be beholden to a company that basically says. We know which audience this is good for, you, uh, and, and we're going to sell this at whatever place we decide. Um, you know, uh, and, and that's the whole thing. It's like, one of the things is that, you know, I mean, you know, mo- most people probably who, who know me know this. I'm, 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 I'm a very anti-authoritarian kind of guy. And 
I am not one. I'm one of those people that's like I, I do not like being told what to do. Yeah. I do not like somebody basically saying this is how you're going to do it and why you should do it this way and my way is better than your way. I mean, I, I, I do not like that. The whole thing is, you can suggest something to me because like, I'm not entirely defiant. You can suggest something to me and you can even ask me to do something and hey, I'll even go out of my way to help you out if you ask me to do something. But the moment you tell me to do something, well then I'll just tell you where to stick it. It's all about being polite. It's all about it's all about saying, hey, I would like you to get this done. Is there any way you can make that feasible and make that happen? If you can't, that's great. If you can, even better. Yeah. But I'm not going to make you feel like you have to do it. Because if you can't do it, I can always find someone else to do it. Exactly. And they won't make you feel like you're being guilted because you yeah. didn't do it. Exactly. But anyway... Back going on track is like, the, the, but this is really awesome for Crazy Monkey Inc. Because I said we're five for five now on the Kickstarters, uh, and this, this this is awesome. Now we got Monsters on the Run number two funded. We've got Caden um, Sarkis Furious funded. Yes. We, um, you know, Five Star number two has been funded. Uh, the Romeo and Juliet graphic novel has been funded, and by the way, we're going to be getting updates on that pretty soon. Exactly. Um, and then also, uh, you know, as everyone knows, our very first successful Kickstarter, and you can order all the books on Crazy Monkey Inc. now. Um, five Star Number One, available on Crazy Monkey Inc., and that was our very first successful Kickstarter. And it did so much more. It hit all the tiers and then some. Um, yeah, I believe uh, it, uh, it it went up to at least uh, 1300 yes. I remember, because mm-hmm. the initial goal was 1000 and every new tier was about 100 bucks. so we reached about three tiers. Yes. Now, I've got some exciting news. It's a little odd, but I'm going to shorten it up as much as possible. Oh, no problem. I have gotten a chance to um, write a comic called Sexy Zombie Hunters. Aha! Uh-huh. This is the announcement I've been waiting for. It's about these six females in the future. By the way, they're extremely gorgeous and hot in the comic, so just letting you know. And what's interesting is they're supposed to be fighting off the rest of the world that is zombies. Mm-hmm. As the story goes... I was wanting to release this through a different indie company. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not going to name that company because Oh uh, well yeah, let's you know, let's 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 at least be respectful. The whole thing is is uh um you know obviously um it didn't work out. Whatever what, what what whatever you were working out with them it, it didn't work out. And yeah. and that happens in the comic industry. Exactly. So I pulled out of that deal and it's actually going to be released through Crazy Monkey Inc., which I'm extremely excited about. It's coming home, people. That's right. Now, I have a special announcement on top of that. <laughs> I'm wanting to release it, um, the issues, once a year during October for Halloween as something kind of like a special. So, so basically, you want like a, a, um, um, an annual Halloween special, in a way. Exactly, so that every every October during or around the Halloween 
time, you can expect to be picking up Sexy Zombie Hunters number one, two, three, four. You know, and if it does well enough, if this comic does well enough, I will promise this right now. This comic does well enough, I will be more than happy to do two issues a year, one during the summer, one during the fall. Oh, yeah. And, and once again, you know, uh, I, I think we never really set limits as to, like, where it's going to go. Yeah. But the whole point is, is I, I'm pretty sure that as the creator of this book, what you're going to do is, just depending on, as you said, how it goes, that will determine how many books a year you're coming out with. And the interesting thing is, originally my scripts are around anywhere from 22 to 27 pages, depending on, you know... The, the long, content. The content and the long-windedness of myself. <laughs> because I can talk for a long, long time. <laughs> Ask my friends. You never. Oh, my gosh. We love you, Corey. Aww. <laughs> so, I decided to make this comic kind of a compact adventure to not only show that I can do this, but also to refine how I do things, because I love concising things. I love concising poems, short stories, yeah. so it's going to be 15 pages per comic. Well, I actually think that presents an interesting challenge, and, and, I, and, and, I, and I think you'll agree with me on this one. When you go with a shorter story, it does, in a way... Now, once again, I'm not sliding anyone who wants to do longer stories. I've had to do longer stories. Yeah. But, in a way, uh, if you have to do something that's, say, 15 pages, 10 pages, 8 pages, yeah. it forces you to be as creative as possible in that small amount of space that you have. Exactly. And that's where you get the juices flowing. That's where you get the creativity, like, bursting at the seams. And I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to say, okay, how can I make a shorter comic... Be twice as amazing as Taxi Cab Joe with uh, fewer pages. And I milled it around in my head quite a few months, and I thought, okay, I've got the concept down. I know what I want to do. I'm just trying to figure out how do I take it to the next level to where it's only 15 pages each issue, and it can be just as exciting with every issue. So there's not... A page where it's just like, oh, look, they're not doing anything except for looking at the sky. How uh, pretty. Oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, the, the whole thing is is that no matter what story you're faced with, and this is one thing also I know as a writer, is that is that you got to make everything at least somewhat interesting. If your characters aren't doing anything like really fast-paced or action-y, the, the, even the conversation that they're having has got to intrigue the reader. The whole thing is you've got to have something that's getting their attention, whether it's the conversation they're having, the action they're doing, or the plot stuff that's going on. Exactly. The whole thing is, is that there has to be something that's gaining the reader's interest. I mean, the whole thing is, is if you do it the right way, something as mundane as drinking a cup of coffee can be exciting if you do it in the right way. Exactly. Now, with another bit of good news... I have another project. I wasn't going to say what it was, but I talked to you at Pool about it. Yeah. You seemed intrigued about it, so I was going to let the listeners mm -hmm. kind of give us some feedback. There's some comments in the section of Anchor that you can throw out your comments, 
You can say what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see in a comic, what you'd like to see us talk about on the podcast, because this podcast is all about you guys. We don't make this podcast to hear us to sit here and hear ourselves talk. We want to make this podcast extremely for the listeners. So if there's something that you'd like us to cover, if there's something that maybe that intrigues you, uh, something that you would like us to cover that um, that's comic-y or nerdy or something, please uh, put them in we, the comments. We want, we want to be a voice for the fans. That's that's the whole thing about uh, about uh, you know when when Corey set up this podcast and the whole thing is is that we you know uh, and and when we'll fully admit this now when Corey set up this podcast at first it was supposed to be him interviewing different comic people and in a way we still do that but the the thing is over the uh, is uh, over the course of time you know and and I kind of like the format we you're using now but over the course of time it's really become a show where you and I are kind of trying to be the voice for the fans exactly and so if there's anything in these episodes that you would like us to touch on say you've got a fandom that you want us to um, exploit or talk about or say you got a video game franchise that you're just absolutely enamored by and yeah. you want to know our knowledge on it have at it. Well, throw them in the comments. I mean, I, I read and I look at this every day. And if you got something going on, I say, hey, I'd love this to go to the next. Yeah, I love. I'd love yeah. for this to be said in the next podcast. <clears throat> oh yeah, by all means, say something. Oh, and then this is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I want it to be, um, you know, all sorts of subjects as well. Just what you're saying. It's like all things nerdy. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you want us to, if you want us to get our get our opinion on maybe. A more obscure movie that people haven't seen. Yeah. And maybe we have, you know. Thing is, I love B-movies and so does Corey. Exactly. And, uh, and so like I said, whether it's movies, video games, um, a, a, a TV show, um, uh, or, or, you know, or hey, even if it's down to, like, like, if you want to know... If you want to know something about comics and uh, maybe our opinion on a character, our favorite storylines, our, our, um, uh, you know, uh, m- maybe like our top ten picks, you know, we'd be happy to do that as well. Exactly. And I'm not even going to throw this out here because I love the fans so much. You guys are amazing. If there's a video game that we haven't played that you have that you want us to to view or play for a bit just to get our opinion on it, or if there's a comic that we haven't read... Or if there's a manga that we need to read that you are absolutely enamored by. Or if there's something like in the nerd or gaming um, or anything type of nerdy culture that you would like us to kind of like survey and give kind of our opinion about, by all means, we'll do that too. Oh yeah, the thing is, is that, as I said, I, I want us to be a voice for the fans and everything. And the whole thing is... I'll, I'll, you know, um, if it's something we're not familiar with, I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll be honest. We'll basically we're not familiar with this franchise. We're not familiar with this thing, but that doesn't mean that we're going to entirely cut you off or anything. Uh, just give us time, and if it's say a movie we haven't seen, we'll try and go and see it, and then and then we'll give you our opinion on it. If it's a video game we maybe we don't own or something, we'll try and see if we can get ourselves a copy, or maybe even find a friend or something and can hook us up. But the whole point is, is we'll try and get that out to you. You know, if we if we basically say we can't do something right away, it's simply because we just don't have access to it. That's the only reason. Exactly. And so, with that being said, 
Um, for a couple of the next podcasts, I was going to be um, kind of cultivating and putting some uh, some stuff together for some video games, like maybe a video game synopsis or an analysis of some video games that maybe we haven't necessarily played a whole lot that um, we maybe we should bone up on well, and then give our opinion. We slightly touched up on the video game section, and, 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 and as you said, I'm hoping we can expand it and do some more on it. Exactly. We slightly touched on it when we, when did, when we did our Castlevania special. Um, and, 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 and I actually did like that, by the way. But I wouldn't mind doing something where maybe, maybe instead of like just playing through video games and whatnot, yeah, we can go through stuff like maybe the history of certain video games and everything. Exactly. I wouldn't mind maybe touching on things like, you know, if you want to hear our opinions on Legend of Zelda, man, I got a ton of opinions on those. Um, maybe our opinion on the Super Mario franchise. Maybe our opinion on on um, on things like uh, Metal Gear. Maybe our opinion on uh, you, you know opinion on things on something new like maybe uh, some of the. Um, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops stuff. Exactly, um, and I got no problem, just like Jared, if it's a video game that we know we haven't played, I got no problem purchasing the game, playing it even with Jared, and then giving our opinion about it. I don't got no problem with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is to say, well, no, what I said, we're not against anything. Now, if it's something we don't particularly care for, I will admit, full on right here. If we don't particularly care for it, we're probably not going to want to do it. But then, at the same time, at the same time, I don't want to be one of those hypocrites that basically says, "Oh, I don't like this, so I'm not going to try it." We, I will at least try it. But if, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I will, be, I will be full on honest on the fact that if I don't like it, I'm going to let the fans know. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that it just like placates to everybody. The whole thing is, if I don't like it, I'm gonna let, let you know I don't like it. Now, I'll be respectful. Yeah, I'll be totally respectful. But that's the whole thing. I'm not gonna pretend I like something when I don't. On that note, I want to segue to a project that's gonna be coming up soon. That I I, I don't know if I could be any more excited about this because <laughs> if, if I could, I'm I'm glad I'm sitting down because damn it. I'm way too excited about this. Jared knows what I'm talking about. You say, yeah, Raz knows what I'm talking about. You just you're just typing up the anticipation. I really am. Are you guys on the edge you see? Because I know I am. I'm almost falling off. Darum number four Kickstarter is coming soon. And <laughs> I'm just oh, I'm blown away. That's that's gonna be one of our July Kickstarters, yes. Uh, 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 um, and it's gonna be awesome. Um, as I said in previous podcasts. You know, don't want to give too much away, but there's some cool stuff that's coming in, uh, coming in there that that, that 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 you will love. That that's happening, like uh, like this this next story. As I said, um, two words that everyone just needs to know, and I've mentioned this before, but still, Prison Break. Every great sci-fi story has to have a Prison Break, and this has it. Exactly, it's, it's right up there with some of the best Prison Break stories, and. It's just, you know, it's just awesome. It's going to be a lot of action. Now, once again, I don't want to give too much away because I want the readers to find this out for themselves, and I want to see their excited faces when they read this. Um, but, you know, uh, it's just, you know, um, I will I will give some hints to uh, build up some anticipation, like, you know, so, uh, and, you know, some old secrets from the past are going to come about. Um you're gonna maybe see some, uh, maybe maybe see some faces you didn't expect to see, um, and 
you're going to see the sh some shadows of new characters that are going to present themselves in later issues. Yeah, it's so awesome. Oh, yeah. And in fact, I want to take this opportunity to segue um, into uh, another section that you and I had talked about previously. Yes. Is that um, in in uh, Daredevil number four, um, you're going to start seeing, uh, um, or is it number five? Anyway, relatively soon. You're the writer. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's sad as I've written so many scripts that I've now forgotten which which is which issue. <laughs> He's gonna be okay, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, but it's coming soon. Um, it'll happen either four or five, mm -hmm. but definitely five for sure. Is you're gonna see shadows of a character that is um, is gonna become a major part. Of the Darum uh, series, yeah, um, and um, and you know, once again, I I don't want to give too much away because I still want people to read it, but I'm uh, I do want people to know this because I'm all about these kind of characters. She actually is uh, a really awesome uh, a, a really awesome female character, um, and and she said she's going to become a major part of the story. I'm not going to say who she is or what she does. Yeah. Because once again, want people to find this out for some I want to see the joy on their faces when they see this. But yeah, she's going to become a major character and, in fact, uh, um, become, you know, uh, as I said, a major part of these stories. Um, and I want to take that opportunity to segue into what you and I had talked about earlier and the fact that... Um, there and this and it's sad that this is still a problem in 2018, but it seems that for the most part, comic books still seems to be a majorly a boys' club, and and it seems like women who have an interest in comics and who want to be a part of the comic scene, it's like you would think you would think that more guys would be like, yeah, come on in, I want to see that alternate opinion, and I want to see that that uh, I want to see the female side of things. That'd be great. You would Imagine think you would think that they would do that, but there seems to be a resistance. It seems like it seems like there are a lot of guys that are almost like threatened by the fact that like how dare women like the stuff that we like? I mean, because this is supposed to be our stuff, and I you know I hate that kind of mentality because it's just like listen, I don't care who you are, what your background is, or. Or you know what you know like you know whether you whether you're a guy or a girl or whether or you know what race you are or even what your religion is yeah or even if you don't have one the whole thing is is if you the the only the only to me to me the only the only stipulation for doing comic books is that you love making comic books true <laughs> my issue. And, again, I know it's a touchy subject, but I don't care. That's why we do this podcast, so that we can touch on the subjects that are more taboo. Yeah. That maybe it, it needs to have a little more light. Because you look at the stuff that's happening around comics right now, mm -hmm. with the female characters being brought to light as their forefronts. And I, and I love that, by the way. I do as well. It's just the fact that... What irritates me the most is the fact that the female characters and the female readers of comics, it's almost like they have to continually fight 
for that to be a thing. That shouldn't be a thing for them to do. See, see, and I I actually totally agree with you. Women shouldn't have to fight for their place in comics. Yeah, why? What's the reason? It should just be there. It should be be everyone's welcome. What do you bring to the sandbox? That's it. The whole thing is, is you know, that should never be an issue. And, And I totally agree with you. Women shouldn't have to, as I said, fight for their place in comics. Because there shouldn't be a place to fight for. It should just be one of those things that, hey, if you want to do comics and you're willing to do comics, do comics. And in a way, I know this sounds like a really interesting and mm-hmm. quite odd label. That's that's almost like a gender comic shaming. Oh yeah, well, pretty much, pretty much in a way, it's it's uh, it, 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 it's exclusion. It's pretty much saying that. You know, it's, it's pretty much uh, um, guys with a bully mentality, basically saying, uh, basically saying, no, uh, w- women don't belong here. They, they are shunning them in a way. They, they, you know, they're 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 pretty much they 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 are blatantly saying that that they 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 are threatened by women who come in and have a story to tell and. See, and that that upsets me because the thing is, it's like you know, I mean, you know, I uh, I actually have a widow mother and and, and three sisters, and uh, and the thing is, is that uh, I love every each and every one of them, and I never look down on them. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah, that, and that's the thing. And if and if any one of them, I mean, once again, they're not interested in this field, but. But here's the whole thing. If any one of them at any time said, Hey, Jared, could you help me get into comic books? I would totally help them get into comic books. Because, you know, I'm not threatened by a woman who wants to come in. Hell, I'm doing a crossover. It, it, the, 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 you know, it's like just kind of a funny way to segue into advertising something. But the Darum Zodiac crossover. I'm doing that crossover with uh, Amy Homer, um, and uh, you would also know her by her pen name. Uh, 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 I'm probably going to screw it up. I'm sorry, Amy, if I screw this up. But uh, but she's got the pen name uh, Tui Tom. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, her and I are doing a crossover together. And if I hated women being in comics, I I wouldn't want to do that. But no, I think it's the coolest thing ever. She's got a really awesome, unique art style. <coughs> I love it because it's kind of like. Um, American animation meets meets uh, Japanese anime. Yeah, I love it, and it totally matches the tone of the story that we did. Because uh, I wrote the script and she's doing the art, and, um, and 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 it's an awesome story. And, and I love the fact that her and I are collaborating together because she's got a lot to bring to the table, and and that's what I'm saying. And and I I think you know the guys with that caveman mentality just they really. They need to grow up. I, that's, I think that's the best thing to say right now. They need to grow up because the whole thing is is that is that it doesn't matter what you got between your legs. If you got a good story to tell, then tell it. Now I do have a question. Who are some of the female creators in the comic industry? Whether it's indie or whether it's the top two. Just my favorite ones? Your favorite ones that have kind of inspired you to continue writing? Well, um, 
I would say I do like Gail Simone because she actually, <laughs> I, I especially like the run that she had on Wonder Woman. Yes, that, and that was really good. And then and then she did some did an awesome run on uh, Batgirl. And then, and then she's actually done some really awesome stuff with Red Sonja. Exactly. She yeah. has this uh, graphic novel that came out a couple months ago uh, with Conan and Red Sonja. Oh, yeah, and, and she did that with another one of our favorite authors, Jim Zub. Exactly, and it came out beautifully. It was awesome. I own it. Yeah. And freaking, I was totally thrown back because I was like, holy cow, this is an amazing mm. concept. Oh, oh yeah! It, 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 it's it's just it's damn awesome, is what it is. And uh, and the thing is, is that uh, um, she's one. Um, another one I like, um, and both her and her husband are both people I love and admire. Is uh, I love Louise Simonson. Yeah. Um, Louise Simonson's just a great storyteller. Uh, she actually had a really awesome run on the X Factor. Um, she uh, she's she's uh, actually uh, helped on um, on some X Force stuff, uh, and uh, and actually uh, she she even was one of the people who contributed to the story of uh, that was really big, the death of Superman. Yeah, she was one she was one of the people <coughs> that contributed to that story. I mean, some of my favorite runs of stuff she has been a writer on. Um, and uh, and and then and then and, and then you know and 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 then also like uh, and one thing that's really cool because they have done a few of these together. I like it when her and her husband will get together because her husband, if people don't know, is Walter Simonson, who did one of the best runs on Thor. Yes. Um, and and when they get together and do stuff, I mean, it's just perfect. Um, and uh, and uh, let's see. Um, uh, uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank here. But uh, but anyway, but either way, when they both get together, they're really good. But even separately, she has done some amazing stuff, and, I, and, and she's another one of my favorite creators. Um, and um, and and and, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm one thing I'm really loving, and I'm seeing nowadays is that I like I like the fact that I'm seeing more and more female creators uh, get out there and, and do comic books because the thing is is that I, I think it's good to get that kind of diversity in there because I think when all you have is you know uh, pardon uh, 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 the way I put this but the, when all you have is just pretty much a bunch of um, uh, ugly sweaty guys you know the, the, the whole thing is is that uh, ideas can start to run stale after a while. I think I think it's nice when you get a new perspective in there. <laughs> I do too because it <clears throat> it shows you that women are just as imaginative and they're just as creative as men. And there are even a lot of women creators that I will read over men creators. Because their concepts are so out there and, and they're so awesome and they're so well contrived that if a guy did something like that, I don't think I'd read it. And that's not to bash the guy writers of indie or any other, any other top comics. It's just that when women write a character, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a female character, when they write a man character, they can give that man a type of character where everybody, both 
genders are going to love reading it because they bring in an emotional factor to well, that character yeah. that shows the emotional side of the character that you yeah. wouldn't necessarily get if a man were to write that character. You yeah. you wouldn't necessarily get the full impact of the emotion that the character would be able to convey. Exactly. Uh, that's, what I'm saying. that's why I love the fact that you get another new, unique perspective in there. And and that's what I'm saying is that uh, and and so yeah when it come when it comes to uh, as I said female creators um, I totally agree with what you had touched on before that no they shouldn't have to fight for a place in the comic book industry it's like if any of you guys are doing that I don't want to know you okay you're not my friend because I am not going to condone guys bashing on women simply because they happen to be creative the thing is is that. Me, I want to be all-encompassing. <clears throat> I want to, you know, it's like, I just want to know really awesome people. And and, and the thing is, is that, uh, uh, you know, I love creative stuff. And, and, and like I said, and I've met, I've met plenty of people, you know, both men and women, who, uh, who pretty much are all great creators. Now, I've met many people who are crappy creators because <laughs> uh, sadly because uh, sadly even uh, even uh, bad talent knows knows uh, uh, you know d- d- you know uh, it doesn't know it doesn't know sex but uh, <laughs> true this is very very true uh, but, but but what it all comes down to is everyone deserves an opportunity uh, no matter who you are everyone deserves an opportunity <clears throat> now if you can't it, 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 now, it, now, if you can't get into the business, it should be ba- based solely on the fact that maybe that's not your talent. But it should never, you should never uh, not have an opportunity to get in the business simply because you're a certain race or you're a certain uh, sex or you're a certain um, or, or you're a certain religion or you're a, you know or you're part of a certain political party. You know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, no, everyone deserves the same shot as everyone else. Exactly. I want to segue into a topic we had talked earlier about today, about um, bringing taboo things into comics, because I I realized that as a writer, when you're bringing the taboo into a comic, you have to be very, very delicate in some subjects, because if you're not... It can be misconstrued and miscontrived, and you can be looked at as the biggest asshole. Um, it's always it's always a challenge, especially if you're when you're dealing with say racial issues, issues of issues of gender, um, issues of religion, uh, just all the same same stuff we even touched on uh, when we were talking about women in comics. Um, but but if you're putting that in your comic books. Yeah, it's always important to know how you're approaching it. Now, now, it you know, and, and this was a subject that had come up before, and you and I were talking about it. Yeah, was that is that um, if you want to make a character who is a racist. Now, if you're not a racist, but you need a villain that is a racist. Now, I think in this in this case, now once again, everyone. This is a subjective thing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to say I'm totally wrong on this. My opinion on it is that it's all about context. If you've got the right context. Now, if you have a villain that's supposed to be a douchebag. Now, let's say you've got a story about racism. 
and you need a racist in there. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is the guy's going to have to make racist comments. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that you yourself are a racist, but you're but you're clearly showing that this is a bad guy because of their view of of things because of the fact that they've got this ugly view about a certain group of people and uh, and you need to show how ugly they are and it reflects in their body language and in the way that they speak. Um, but that's the whole thing. But it's basically about conquering racism. I would then, I would then then therefore say you, you can tell that the writer is not a racist. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but if it's one of those things where basically you feel like they're saying a bunch of racist slurs just to save them, I would then have to I would then have to question the writer and then and then basically uh, and then basically say to them. I uh, say, dude, I, I think you're a douchebag because you're just being flat out racist. Yeah, and then I sure as hell wouldn't be reading the shit that they wrote. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, it's all about context. What is it that you're trying to convey? You know, if you're trying to convey a good message, I would definitely say that that's not racism or, or sexism or whatever it is you're touching upon, you know, um, whether, as I said, all the wide variety of spectrum of subjects we've talked about. The whole thing is, is if you're, if the context of what you were telling a story is basically to overcome that problem, then I'd say that, yeah, it's not a bad thing. But then, if your only intent is to create shock and controversy, well then, I have to then say you're a douchebag. Yeah. Now... One thing that I really, really love about being a writer is that you can touch on taboo topics and you can reach for the limit and even go farther as long as it's done tastefully. Exactly, and, and but once again, <clears throat> I, I would also make out the point that um, that a lot of people see that in a different light. So the problem is you're going to get flack no matter what you do. Oh, you're yeah. in the public eye, you're going to get flack no matter what. However, however, if you do have a good story and you do, and, 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 you're, and, and you pretty much can see that your intention is clear, the whole thing is, is that, you know, the, the hate's not going to last. The whole thing is, is that, yeah, you might get your haters, but you're going to, you're going to ha probably have a lot more people that love and respect you. Exactly. In fact, I know something that I know it's going to happen. I can't stop it from happening. I just know that it's going to eventually be a thing. Yeah. People, and there are going to be this small group of assholes mm -hmm. who are going to have a problem that Joe is black and his girlfriend Mandy is white. Uh, yeah, you, you uh, in, in effect, you know, I love the fact you touched on that. They are an interracial couple. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure... The, the whole thing is, but then, you know, and, and that's the sad thing is that with every controversial topic you bring up, there's always going to be your set of uh, racist assholes who are going to, um, who, who are going to have their opinion on that. I'm pretty sure you're, uh, you're not going to be making a, a, you know, um, a whole lot of fans and in, probably, in, in, in uh, you know, uh, in, in, in probably the more um, what, what would you call it uh, uh, egocentric white circles yeah <laughs> um, 
And uh, that's fine because I didn't write the comic for those assholes. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing is, the whole point is you were trying to tell a good story. Yeah. And and the whole thing is, is that, I mean, I like the fact that, um, I mean, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. But, but for the most part, um, race isn't the main theme in, um, in Taxi Cab Joe. Um... It, it it really has more to do with um with 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 a man I, I, and the way I kind of take it with with the main character like he's trying to find where where his where his place is what like what 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 what's he doing in the universe like the uh, whole thing is that it seems like you know because yes he is this bounty hunter and everything but it also kind of in a way if you see some of the subtleties in there. It's almost as if Joe is kind of searching for what's his place in the universe. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> like he's searching for a greater purpose. And one thing that's really interesting is as I've been revamping the series to Tax Cab Joe, I've noticed that I've wanted to prey on the character's weaknesses as well as their strengths because, let's face it, Every character's got to have a weakness, because if they yeah. don't, the relatability is little to fucking none. Oh, yeah, exactly. The whole thing is, is that if your character doesn't have some sort of, uh, like, interpersonal issue that they're dealing with, um, a whole lot of readers are going to be like, well, I can't relate to this character, because this, this character doesn't have anything I can relate to. But, I mean, you know, um, I like it because uh, the whole thing is, is you and I... Especially with each of our characters, our characters has their own struggle that they that they are dealing with in, yeah. each, in, in <clears throat> each of the comics. Like, I can easily say in Darum, one of Darum's central themes and one of the things he struggles with constantly throughout the comic book series is that Darum um, uh, is is has been uh, he's really been messed up about the death of his father yeah. the whole thing is, is he's never really fully dealt with his father's death now he thinks he has and uh, and, he, and, and, and 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 you know helping people out is is one part of him healing the issue but the whole part, part point is is that you know and, and I'm gonna tease this now to the fans but uh, in later issues you're gonna see that Darum has never really fully dealt with the issue of his father's death. Yeah. He's really just kind of buried it. And, um... <clears throat> a segue into... I'm gonna give you a tiny tidbit of how the rest of Tax Cab Joe is gonna be written. Mm-hmm. I haven't even told you this. And, uh, in fact, I haven't even told Raz, which is actually kind of sad, because I like to let him know what's going on. Hey, Raz, by the way. Yeah, by the way, FY freaking I... Um, there's kind of a special bond between Mandy and Joe that, uh, is going to be really, really surprising to a lot of people. And I'm just going to say it right now. They're basically in the comic to protect each other. Because if one hap- if something happens to one of them, it happens to both of them. So if Mandy dies... Joe dies. If, oh, wow. G- if Joe dies, Mandy dies. So they basically have to look after one so another. So they're kind of each other's life force. Exactly. And that's what drives the comic, and that's where you see 
where they are so well connected and they fight so well together alongside each other because they know that if something happens to the other person, that's it. They're gone. Oh, wow. No, that's actually going to be interesting to read when you, uh, when, when, uh, you know, when the, the readers finally get to see these things um, come to light. Exactly, because what's going to happen is, um, I'm just going to say it right now because it's going to be happening in the uh, ninth issue of Text Cab Joe. I wanted it to be postponed for a later issue, but I just can't see it not being a fueling factor for Mandy uh-huh. because your characters, your protagonists always have to have something to be fighting against. They have to something that's mm-hmm. constantly kicking them down and making them get back up, dust, of, dust off, and keep on going, keep fighting the good fight and all that wonderful oh, shit. Oh, no, it's the classic, <clears throat> uh, classic uh, three acts in a play kind of scenario. That uh, and we talked about this in, in, uh, before you and I is the way it works in most in, in most plays, especially with uh, especially with the classic ones, uh, and, and, and even like with Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. This is the way it works. Act one, you chase your characters up a tree. Act two, you throw rocks at them. Act three, you get them back down from the tree. Exactly, and the big reveal that I'm going to give you for later on, and I might twist it up a little bit, but it's going to about be about the same, is the fact that Mandy has just found out that an alien named Lord Crystal is her mother. Oh, wow. And General Scott, which is the evil antagonist jackass of the... Comic series for Taxi Cab Joe is her father. And so, what happens is General Scott kills her mom right in front of her on the battlefield. Oh, wow. And it's just all sorts of gory, it's sad, it's traumatic, and that is basically what fuels the light under Mandy's ass. To become, with Joe, basically a mercenary. They're no longer bounty hunters anymore. They're mercenaries. And Joe helps her throughout the rest of the series do whatever she can to cause as much hell for her father as humanly possible so that he feels every ounce of pain that he put upon her. Oh, wow. That sounds so that's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> so, that's what you're going to have to look forward to for the Taxi Cab Joe issues. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if it's a huge spoiler for some, but I had to get it out there because... You couldn't hold it in. I couldn't because I feel that if the reader has a tiny bit of a spoiler about what's going to be going on in the comics... It's kind of like a little tease. It's kind of like, okay, I want to see how this little, plays little, out. A little incentive to <laughs> try and read the book and find out what it, uh, find out where it goes from there. Exactly. And by the way, I've I've revamped this series so much that I don't even know how many fucking issues I'm gonna write anymore because it just it's just spewing out like the freaking Niagara Falls, and I'm just uh, like, hey. However long this damn thing happens, let it just ride on. I'm not even thinking about a well, number you anymore. Have, you and I have touched on the subject before. The thing is, your characters run the show. Exactly. It's not you. 
Uh, anybody who thinks that they're the creator and they're in control, you're lying to yourself. And you're a bunch of morons. Yeah, it's your characters that are in control. Your characters, you know, it's like, you have this wonderful grand plot in your head, and then the characters say, uh-uh-uh-uh, this is where you're going with me. Exactly. And that's actually really, really good segue into writing comics for people who are starting out writing comics. You are not the storyteller. Your characters are. You need to shut the hell up and let your characters tell you exactly how they want to be portrayed. Exactly. Your characters will speak to you. Exactly. And the problem with new creators, whether it's writing a novel or whether it's writing comics... It doesn't freaking matter. You don't tell the story. You are not the master storyteller. That is not how your shit runs. Yeah. Your characters that you contrive in your mind speak to you and let you know how they want the story to be told. Mm -hmm. And then you just let your fingers do the things that they do on the keyboard. Uh And then you just let it happen. Exactly. The whole thing is, as I said, they will speak to you. I mean, the whole thing is, it's like, uh, whenever I'm writing, um, whenever I'm writing, writing like, a bit of dialogue for Darum, mm-hmm. it's not me making up that dialogue. I hear <laughs> Darum's voice in my head telling, uh, tell, uh, t- saying exactly what he's going to say. You did hear it from the mouth of the creator of Darum. We hear voices... And then we do what the voices tell us to do. I know yeah. that sounds really odd, but that's exactly well, how you have to approach like it. That makes it sound like we deserve to have a bunch of nice white coats and be delivered to the funny farm. Exactly, and all that freaking booty juice just shot right up our ass. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> carried away. Um, is there anything else that we got to bring into the fans? Anything... Any um, more news? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, let's see. Uh, um, well, you know, um, the thing is, is that uh, one thing I definitely want to uh, want to let the fans know is that um, just especially encompassing all the subjects we've talked about today. Yeah. The whole thing is, is that I want all fans to know that you know what? As far as I'm concerned, comic books is an open board. It's 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 open to everybody. There are no stipulations for comics as far as I'm concerned. Um, the only thing I say is, tell a good story. If you're wanting to get into comics, no matter who you are, tell a good story. Because the thing is, you can have the most wonderful looking artwork in the world, but if it's got no story, it's not going to last. You've got to have that combo. You've got to have good story with good art. And, and the thing is, is keep on doing it. Don't, yeah, you know, I mean, here's the whole thing. Yes, this happens with everybody. Your art, if you're an artist, your art's gonna suck at first. If you're a writer, your writing's gonna suck at first. Yeah. But keep on doing it. Keep on doing it, you'll get better. The whole thing is, is that, you know, nobody's, nobody's gonna write Shakespeare right out the door. It's just not gonna happen. Exactly, unless you're Shakespeare. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure even Shakespeare in his early days had some really bad ones, you know? I mean, hell. I mean, uh, he originally, um, uh, he originally wanted to call Romeo and Juliet Juliet and the Pirate. Yeah. 
You know, because that sounds intriguing as hell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he went through a lot of quills, ink, and parchment, too. Oh, and a yeah. lot of cursing. Yeah. <laughs> and desks thrown over. Yeah, he, he probably... He probably was broke a lot because of all the shit that he broke. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, see, I see what you did there. Uh. But uh, anyway, yeah, so I just want to let the fans know that. Um, and then I also want to let them know, I want to reiterate what we had said previously, um, that if you guys want to make suggestions for things you want us to do, I mean, like I said... We'll we'll do movie reviews for maybe some uh, some movies that you think are underappreciated. Um, we'll do uh, some video game reviews, uh, but then also at the same time, please try and make these suggestions within reason. Bear in mind that Corey and I both have jobs that uh, that we also need to write our damn comic books. Because that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, we're kind of comic book writers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so please bear in mind that we are going to have a schedule that we have to do. So please uh, don't suggest anything that's going to be overly time-consuming. Well, unless it's me and I've always got time to play some video games and do. Oh, no, we, we've got that too. Oh, okay. got that too. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, and be clear on this about, is please don't, please don't give us anything that's going to, that's going to take, that that's going to take weeks to accomplish. Okay. I mean, the thing is, is that as you know, as as awesome as it is and everything, Corey and I are not going to be doing reviews on World of Warcraft. Oh. I'm sorry, but that's too much of a long investment. No effing way. <laughs> no thank you, I'm good. Yeah, so, yeah, just to be clear, just make sure that it's something that, that, maybe, we can, uh, that maybe we can complete within the course of an evening, or maybe just a few evenings. Um, and then in terms of movies, please, please no three to four hour epics. Because, you know, once again... We we've got the day jobs and we've got our comic books to write. <laughs> and since that's not time consuming, yeah, um, you know, the only exception, the only exception, I know it's weird that I'm throwing stipulations into this, but the only exception is I would be, but I've seen this already, so I can already give you my full review on it. If you want to hear my opinions on some of the classic samurai films like. Seven Samurai, which was over three hours long. I will totally give you my opinion on that. We could definitely probably tip on that. Yeah. But either way, that's all I ask. We, we, are, we are open to anything. Just remember not to make it too time-consuming. And that's all I ask. Exactly. And as always, be excellent to each other. Lift each other up. Help someone in need. Do what you can to make someone's day just a little bit brighter. And we will definitely see you guys during the next podcast. Have a fantastic evening. And this is Jared and Corey signing off. Have a beautiful evening. Have a good one.